Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news. The now famous Lockbit ransomware group has hit TSMC, one of the world's leading chip makers, demanding a $7 million ransom after breaching security at Kinmax, TSMC's hardware supplier. They were able to get access to server configurations and settings of the company through a compromised test environment at Kinmax. They threatened to go public with the data if the ransom wasn't paid. And despite the breach, they maintain, TSMC maintains, that its operations have not been impacted and crucially, no customer information has been compromised. I feel like this whole thing with supply chain dependencies continues to produce for attackers. And I I really can't wait until AI is good enough to take an inventory of a company's environment, find all the vendors and dependencies, and build like a business resilience risk report based on that. Threat scenarios, backup plans, all that kind of stuff. Honestly, it's not the AI that's the problem right now, but finding the actual right artifacts to feed the AI to give a full picture. The Biden administration reportedly is looking to restrict China firms' access to U.S. cloud computing services, which could significantly exacerbate tensions between the two giants. If adopted, the rule would mandate U.S. cloud service providers like Amazon and Microsoft to obtain government permission before offering cloud services using advanced AI chips to Chinese clients. They are viewed, basically, these these rules are viewed as a way to address the significant loophole, right? We basically limited so that they can't buy these AI chips, but they could just use cloud services who do have the chips. So essentially bypassing export controls. The $53 billion CHIPS Act aims to curtail U.S. reliance on foreign-made semiconductors. So we're basically trying to build up our own chip-making capabilities. And I'm definitely nervous about escalating tensions with China, but I'm also happy that the Biden administration is playing hawkish with them in general. I feel like the U.S. has just had enough of their blatant attempts to hack and steal basically everything. And I just wish more of the world had the vision or freedom to take a similar stance. A new bug has left roughly 70% of FortiGate firewalls vulnerable, propelling alarm within cybersecurity circles, especially given how widely these products are used by government organizations. The bug, tracked as 2023-27997, has a critical severity score of 9.8 out of 10. And an exploit developed by Bishop Fox has reignited concerns because it could lead to data breaches, ransomware attacks, etc. And everyone is urging that you patch, obviously. Google is updating its privacy policy, and it's all about feeding the AI. Publicly available content, blogs, photos, music will now be used to train Google's in-house AI models. And while this isn't necessarily new, it's the scope that's been widened. So now it includes Translate, Bard, Cloud AI, and a bunch of other stuff. If you work in security or IT and your company has Okta, this message is for you. Have you noticed that for the past few years, the majority of data breaches and hacks you read about have something in common? It's employees. Hackers absolutely love exploiting vulnerable employees, devices, and credentials. But it doesn't have to be this way. 
Imagine a world where only secure devices can access your cloud apps. In this world, phish credentials are useless to attackers, and you can manage every OS, even Linux, from a single dashboard. Best of all, you can get employees to fix their own device security issues without creating more work for IT. The good news, you don't have to imagine this world. You can just start using Collide. Collide is a device trust solution for companies with Okta. It ensures that if a device isn't trusted and secure using Okta, it can't log in to your cloud apps. Visit collide.com slash unsupervised learning to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash unsupervised learning. Cyber espionage group Volt Typhoon, tracked by CrowdStrike as Vanguard Panda, has been active since mid-2020, using uncharted tradecraft to maintain remote access to critical infrastructure targets. Vanguard Panda employs initial exploits and custom web shells for persistent access and living off the land techniques for lateral movement. The group shows a strong emphasis on operational security using an extensive set of open source tools against a limited number of victims. In a new twist on subdomain takeovers, attackers have found a way to poison NPM packages by hijacking the S3 bucket serving the necessary binaries and replacing them with malicious ones. This reminds me of old C code vulnerabilities where you have big trouble if you delete things and don't clean up afterwards. Same with domain takeovers. It's like deprovisioning employees also. Interesting parallels for all of these. Basically, anytime something gets removed, you have to execute a meticulous cleanup plan. Otherwise, bad things can happen. Cybol's threat analysis team has found that there are 134,634 PV utility products used for remote monitoring and management of renewable energy units, and they're exposed on the internet, showing that we're not learning anything and we don't deserve nice things. The systems came from vendors like SolarLog, Danfrost Solar Web Server, and SMA Sunny Webbox. Technology news. API access is now available for all paying customers to GPT-4, and OpenAI has also opened access to the Code Interpreter plugin. I think that's rolling out now which is an absolute marvel. You can upload complete spreadsheets, raw data sets, and ask it to find patterns in the data. Not just find the patterns, but can make you visualizations of them as well. Great uh, release week for OpenAI. And Canada's launched its first ever tech talent strategy. Actually, it's probably had a lot more than these, but uh, this is a big one. Aiming to draw and keep top tech talent to stimulate the nation's high growth industries and drive technological advancements. The strategy includes an open work permit stream for H-1B specialty occupation visa holders in the U.S. to apply for a Canadian work permit. Absolutely love the hustle here from Canada. And George Hotz and some others are claiming that GPT-4 wasn't some major breakthrough model, but rather simple, smaller models rigged up to work together. My response, sure. And consciousness is just some brain activity leading to subjective experience. Like Dennett said, consciousness is just a bag of tricks, but he doesn't make the mistake of concluding that it's therefore uninteresting. Yes, OpenAI uses a bunch of hacks to get their results. So what? Definitely put me in line for the next set of hacks. Human news. As the Federal Reserve continues to increase interest rates and the U.S. labor market cools, actually, I think rates are coming down a little bit, but yeah, whatever. They're still very high. Fewer Americans are now voluntarily leaving their jobs, a trend that's inch closer to pre-pandemic levels. 
the rate of voluntary job departures or quit rates or quits rate has seen a decline from 4.5 million in November of 2021 to 4 million in May of 2023. The World Health Organization's cancer research arm is set to declare aspartame, a widely used artificial sweetener, as possibly carcinogenic to humans following a safety review, causing potential upheaval in the food and beverage industry worldwide. Haven't we seen this movie many times before? My, my question is, what is the new research showing that all these previous studies of the same exact thing did not show before? Curious about that. And Generation Z is facing societal and economic uncertainties, and they're reshaping their financial habits, prioritizing quality of life and personal growth over traditional financial markers of success. This seems healthy compared to unbridled materialism, I would say, but I worry that it could also limit their overall success and thus limit also their ability to actually have these experiences. Ideas and analysis. Got three big stories here. Um, well, not stories, but mini essays here. Smart people biases and what to do about them. So I've been struck recently by the number of logical flaws that I've seen of people I greatly admire, like pundits and such. And this has led me to think a couple of things. One, traumas and other things can compromise intellectual integrity. And two, you have to follow a lot of people's work and come up with your own triangulation that suits your lifestyle. And three, the person you follow the most might be right about like 37 out of 42 topics or whatever, but those other five could be seriously consequential to you if you don't realize that they're wrong about those. So Andreessen, for example, goes on Lex's podcast and is brilliant for the first whole half of the show, but then he starts talking about AI risk and he loses his absolute mind. Why? Because he's an AI investor and he hates regulation. The worst possible thing that could happen to him is everyone panicking about AI risk and shutting down investments. So what do you know? He is right about 39 things out of 42, but he's wrong about AI risk. Same with Peter Zihan. He's all pro-West and he thinks that China is done. He has great points. I'm sure he's right about a bunch of it. He used to be the head of Stratfor. But I absolutely hear religion in his voice and it's scary. So how will I know? when he's overextended. My only solution so far has been to collect even more and even more diverse opinions and try to triangulate and monitor. So I recommend you do the same, including with Mitomass. All right, thoughts on Wagovi and Ozempic. So you might've heard about some new diabetic weight loss drugs that work via weekly injections. Uh, I'm personally taking Wagovi, which is the same as Ozempic, but it's not the same as Manjaro. That one's got an extra drug in it. But anyway, this thing is pretty awesome. I've already lost a bunch of weight and I'm not even close to full dose yet, but I do want to raise a bit of a yellow flag on something I found out in case you're taking it or thinking about taking it. So it raises your resting heart rate, not by a little bit. I used to sleep at like 49 or 52 beats per minute. And I'm now at 61 beats per minute. And I mentioned this because Scott Galloway had a doctor on a show a few weeks back and he mentioned this heart rate thing and he added a comment to it. I've never seen anything that raises your heart rate by that much and ended up being a good thing for you or something like that. That, that was pretty close to the quote. 
I'm still taking it knowing this because my risk calculation is that being this heavy is known risk and it's a higher risk than this uh, potential risk probably from this drug. But I just want to put that out there for anyone uh, who it might help. And third one here in the idea section, security is alchemy. Quick thought, I want to turn into a full essay later. So the biggest reason security is such a messed up field and such a fun field that I love is that it's alchemy versus chemistry. Accounting is chemistry. Civil engineering is chemistry. And what makes them so? What makes them so is that they understand the inputs and the outputs and how they relate to each other. We do not have that in security. What we have is a bunch of wizards running around casting spells, mixing elixirs, drinking potions. And then when something bad happens, we blame the evil wizards or a bad potion. It's pretty damn exciting, which is why I love it, but it shouldn't be exciting. And it won't be once we understand the inputs and the outputs better. This will probably surprise you, but I think AI could probably help here. The insurance companies are going to use something like SPQA, something, you know, the, gathering the context of all these different breaches, all the different controls. They're going to map everything, map the controls, map the outcomes, and they're going to make the connections between them. They're going to see correlations, maybe not full causation, but they'll see really strong correlations. Basically, AI will move security from alchemy to chemistry. Notes, got a really cool new strength training technique. It's basically one giant set for an exercise. So you take like a 50 pound dumbbell, which is close to my max for curling, and you do as many as you can. Then you immediately pick up the 40 and do as many as you can. Then the 30, then the 20, then the 10. Or you could skip, go from like the 30 to the 10 or whatever, 40 to the 20. But the point is you want one long set with no rest in between. And what this does is by the end, you're, you're lifting like a 10 pound weight or a five pound weight. You can only do like whatever, five or 10. And you've already done however many of the previous weights and you get to absolute burn. I hate wasting time in the gym. So I could do this on very few muscle groups and be out of there in like 15 to 20 minutes. And my body parts that I worked on will be destroyed for the next couple of days, which I love that feeling. It like reminds me that I'm actually being useful with my body. So, uh, yeah, currently sore right now and it is glorious. And I don't have CarPlay right now because I have a Tesla, but I really miss it. Uh, cause I, I like Apple integration for media or really anything, but, uh, they are now adding share play to CarPlay. So this is a timeless problem where, you know, you have passengers and they want to play music and they're like, oh, hand me the aux cord or whatever. All that is going away. You basically have this really slick interface and they could play music from wherever in the car and it'll pay, play through the car system. So, oh, by the way, I've not used SharePlay yet. So if any members want to get together, we'll create an event in Discord and we will watch a movie together. Discovery. CVSS 4.0 calculator, a view of the new calculator for version 4.0 of CVSS, DNS analyzer, find DNS vulnerabilities from within burp, create and share beautiful images of your source code with carbon, advanced macOS command line tools, and the reef knot is evidently the best and most mathematically sound way to tie your shoes, according to this article anyway. And strangely enough, I was just looking for Better ways. I got a buddy named Jason Powell who was all about some shoe knot tying 
and uh, I don't remember the one you showed me. It was probably this reef knot, I'm betting. Anyway, I'm going to learn this reef knot, and that's going to be my go-to. Why switch from NeoVim to VS Code? Blasphemy. Uh, but although I did, uh, um, this is a confession, live confession, I actually did download VS Code for the first time over the weekend. Um, I thought it was silly, and I'm going to keep using Vim, but I am going to mess around and experiment with it. So I don't end up with, uh, you know, old restricted mind who doesn't learn new tricks or whatever. Um, I will probably stay with Vim just because I love it so much, but you have to play with new toys. You just have to same with music. Got to hear new music. And why engineers should focus on writing and how to 1.5 X your salary through negotiation. And we arrive at the recommendation of the week. One, think about the smart people whose work you follow. Two, ask yourself, how do you know if they were wrong about a particular topic? Three, do you have a secondary or tertiary source to counter that person in your narrative forming? And four, make sure you have enough quality sources coming in that you can use them to check each other for that triangulation. And the aphorism for the week, the art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. William James. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.